check, check one, 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 check one, two, three, four, check, check one. Good morning. It's good to see everyone here this morning in person. And for those of you who are worshiping with us online, we'd like to say good morning to you as well. Speaking of being online and being separated, I know that everyone is just over this. You know, we're just tired of being separated, tired of the distancing, tired of not being able to hug people or to be with people. We get it. We understand. But it's necessary. So we will continue. In the spirit of that, the holidays are particularly difficult for some folks, and especially when you can't be with family and friends and be close. And so in recognition of that, we'd like to do a song to begin our time together that reflects those feelings. It's not a sacred song. It's a secular song, and uh, I think you're going to like it. Thank you. Greeting cards have all been sent. The Christmas rush is through. But I still have one wish to make, a special
let's stand and sing together.
announcements for you. There we go. Hello. If you're at home, hello. We're super glad you're joining us. It's December, which means it's Christmas season. Does anybody have all of their Christmas shopping done yet? What? Wait. Oh, good job, guys. Good job. I have a few more. It's been easier because you can just go on Amazon. Like, I don't have to be like, oh, I got to go to the mall. I just go on Amazon, get all my stuff. One plus of COVID, I guess, since I don't have to go to the mall with all the crazy people. Um, so because it's Christmas, you'll notice we have some Christmas decorations up around the sanctuary. And we have Christmas lights out front. If you drive by at night, it's beautiful at night, lit up. Thank you guys so much for all of the volunteers who came out and put up all the lights and all the decorations. It doesn't happen without you guys. So thank you, thank you, thank you. It looks beautiful. If you have not seen her today yet, Alicia Disney is handing out green cards. Alicia, there's Alicia. We, Alicia, is hosting a drive-by caroling parade. So on December 13th at 4 p.m., get your cars decorated, get ready to go. You guys are going to meet in the parking lot, and we're going to drive around the Murray Hill community. Instead of walking to all the different businesses, we're going to do a drive-by caroling. So get ready for that. If you have any questions, you can see Alicia, or you can shoot us an email at info at murrayhill.church. Um, just a quick reminder, this Wednesday, we are having our business meeting. So it's all on Zoom. Just like a regular Wednesday at 6.30, log on to Zoom, but we'll be discussing the budget, reviewing the budget. So if you have questions, that's your time to ask them, to talk about it. You can get a budget packet right outside the Welcome Center, um, or if you can't come up to the church, shoot us an email at info.murrayhill.church, and we will see if we can get one to you. So with all of that said, let's pray really fast, and then we will keep on worshiping. I'm God, just thank you. Thank you for this time together that we can worship you. And I just pray that you would help, help our hearts turn to you this morning and, and just focus on you. And there's a lot going on in the world right now. And um, I'm just so thankful that you know. You know what's on our heart. You know, you know what we need right now. And um, I just ask for you to be present with us and be worshiped and glorified through the words that we sing and the state of our heart this morning. So I love you and trust you, and it's in your name that I pray. Amen.
Lord, I pray that you would help us to remember now as we worship together. The prophet Isaiah had all of these names to describe the Messiah. The wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. It said the government would be upon his shoulders and that he would be called all of these things among so many other names. And so as we sing now, I want to encourage you Let's remember how beautiful this name truly is.
the light. The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it. We come this morning, God, as we begin to transition our minds and our hearts into this Christmas season, as we begin to remember and reflect on your sacrifice and your decision to send your only begotten son for a world full of mess-ups, a world full of screw-ups, a world full of people who default to taking care of number one. We thank you for your sacrifice and willingness to do those things for us, God. And we ask as we spend some time this morning reflecting on on that story that you will open our eyes, that you will Open our hearts, God, to find ways that we can let your love, your grace, your truth be lived out in our lives. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Good morning. Thanks for being here. If you are in the building, thanks for joining us online. If you are online, uh, I promise if you're online, you are warmer than we are. Because it is cold in here. So uh, I have a hot tea right here because I'm going to need it uh, to keep my belly warm. So um, hopefully these lights or something will warm me up because I'm chilly. Um, I do uh, want to start and just say, uh, if you are not aware, um, please keep Pastor Doug and uh, his wife Ladine uh, in your prayers. Ladine's father passed uh, this week, and so um, she and Doug left uh, and are headed to Texas, uh, are actually in Texas now uh, as we speak, and they're with the family. Uh, and so, you know, another uh, 2020 thing that is just uh, crappy. Uh, but as we uh, are moving into the holiday season, you know, even more so as we, uh, you know, have an opportunity um, to spend time uh, somewhat with family, uh, having a, a close family loss like that, uh, definitely difficult during this time. So um, please keep them, uh, their family, and everybody uh, in your prayers. So uh, Katie referenced a little bit uh, this morning, kind of the, the weird, you know, uh, transition and things that um, are happening here with Christmas. Um, I know a lot of times uh, we can kind of uh, breeze through Thanksgiving, or we can be frustrated by people that breeze uh, through Thanksgiving and, and go right into to Christmas, because there's that whole Black Friday thing, and, you know, the news likes to show us the people fighting over the $99, you know, 56-inch flat screen and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, I guess, I don't you can't really fight digitally, maybe, uh, first one to log on to Amazon or something like that, but, um, you know, that aspect of what it's like to transition from Thanksgiving to Christmas uh, is not there. And so as we look at 
Christmas this year, and, and as we look at um, what we know that Christmas is about, uh, I think there are opportunities available uh, for us as followers of Christ, because uh, we know uh, that when Jesus was asked uh, the two most important commandments, it was, in essence, love God and love others. Uh, and this year, maybe more than any, at least in my uh, recollection of time, uh, we have an opportunity to meet needs, uh, and we have an opportunity uh, to show love uh, to people around us, uh, whether they're, you know, neighbors across the street, whether they're family members, whether they're, um, you know, participating with organizations that are helping uh, people who are struggling right now. So uh, I would encourage you, um, as you think on Christmas and, and why we're here and what we're uh, celebrating as followers of Christ, that, that you would have an opportunity to reach out uh, and to meet a need in some shape, form, or fashion. So we're going to read uh, the beginning of John. So John is uh, one of the four Gospels that tells uh, the stories uh, of Jesus, and John's beginning uh, is unlike any of the other Gospels. John wrote his book um, predominantly uh, so that readers would be aware that Jesus was, in fact, God, that Jesus was the Son of God, that Jesus was sent um, to save us and uh, basically to take um, our place uh, because we clearly are going to screw up uh, and are not going to be able to be right with God without um, Jesus or without some type of sacrifice uh, that can get us there. So we're going to start out in John. Uh, if you are using the Pew Bible, it is um, page 1062. If you're online, we're going to read John chapter 1, uh, verses 1 through 18. So in the, the Pew Bible, the subtitle here uh, for chapter 1, verse 1 is, The Word Became Flesh. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cried out saying, this is the one I spoke about when I said, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. 
Out of his fullness we have received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father has made him known. So I have to uh, begin by um, potentially uh, kind of like outing myself and my lack of biblical knowledge. Um, so you can either nod along and learn some stuff with me today, like I did this week, or you can like secretly poke somebody and be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe Jay didn't know that. What is he doing up here on Sunday morning? Uh, either one is acceptable uh, at this point. Um, so I have known uh, and read and heard uh, these verses for a long time. Uh, like uh, Joel mentioned earlier, you know, Jesus has given numerous uh, names throughout Scripture, and all of those names make complete sense to me. Like, you know, he was the sacrificial lamb, he's the king of kings, he's the prince of peace, all that kind of stuff. But I have never really, like, 100% been sure why he was called the Word. And for me, you know, the, the Word was God, all of that kind of, you know, is an easy scripture to memorize when, you know, you're in Sunday school or you're doing something as a child and you're, you know, trying to win a starburst or something like that, whatever you had at the time. Um, but even, you know, like up until Thursday of this week, I don't think I really was like digging in and understanding the significance and kind of the purpose of what John was doing when he described Jesus as the Word. And so I was, I was reading and learning plenty of stuff, and I learned a new word this week. So again, in this case, just nod and smile like I'm also teaching you a new word because that'll make me feel just a little bit better. Um, but my, the new word that I learned this week is theophany. Theophany, T-H-E-O-P-H-A-N-Y. So it is uh, the appearance of God. And so when, uh, for instance, the, probably the most common theophany uh, that anyone references is the burning bush. So when, when the experience with Moses and the burning bush happened, God used, in this case, fire, in this case, uh, a plant, things that he created to try to give his uh, best representation to Moses, but, but he didn't actually see God. He saw a burning bush, but he interacted with God, and, and he had uh, an experience with God. Uh, and, and when prophets would come in, in the Old Testament, and, and they would speak to uh, the Jewish leaders, or, or they would speak to the Jewish people, everything that happened up until Jesus were, were people or were things that were providing a word from God. And when Jesus was sent, he wasn't a word from God. He was the word. He was both fully human and fully divine. And, and when I just hear those words come out of my head, out of my mouth, it hurts my head. Um, because, a, as you know, I, I have a science background. I, I'm, a, I'm a science teacher. And 
uh, in, in science, we, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty black and white. Like, this is, this is right and this is wrong. And, and how can two things be one thing at the same time? Or even more so, when you, when you talk about how, you know, the teaching of the, the Trinity goes, how can three things be one thing at one time? And, and I promise I've heard, you know, all the things that I can be a, a son and I can be a father and I can be an employee. And, you know, I, science, water can be a, a vapor and it can be a liquid. And it can, all, all of those things are fine. They're just not enough to really make it all sense, make it all make sense in my brain. But... I am uh, at a point in my walk, and sometimes I even have to remind myself that I'm at this point uh, in my walk, that I understand that it's not my job to understand. Uh, we, we're, we're never asked that by God. We're never asked that uh, in Scripture. We're asked to have faith, and, and we're asked to believe. So when, when I think about the difference between a word and the word. A, the, a, the. Shouldn't really be that big of a difference, but it is monumentally different. Sitting back here on my right and your left are my nanny and granddad. Sorry, online people. You're not going to be able to see them. They're awesome, though. Um, they live in Texas, and we have to FaceTime with them when we want to interact with them. And it's good. It's fun. It's enjoyable. We get to tell stories. Granddad tells great stories. If you hadn't had an opportunity to hear a granddad's story, uh, you know, Nanny tells good stories too, but, you know, all, all those things. But it is monumentally different when I am looking at them through a FaceTime screen and when I get to give them a hug. And I think about that with, with a word. This, this is what God said for me to tell you. Versus the word. I am God. I am telling you. Live amongst me. Walk with me. Watch with me. Do what I do. Say as I say. Way different. A word. Versus the word. And so when, when I think about, you know, okay, I've, I've memorized this verse and, and I understand uh, King of Kings and Lord of Lords and Prince of Peace, I think just as significant and just as important is the word. And, you, you know, referencing back to, to my, my science background, um, when I uh, transitioned from, from being a part of science at the district level for, for Duval County and I went to Andrew Jackson, um, the two areas that I became responsible for uh, were English and science. And uh, I went to one of my very first English trainings. And we were going through and doing like some practice problems and stuff like that. And so uh, they gave us a, a little thing to read and then we were, you know, supposed to pick the right answer, A, B, C, or D. Uh, and so I got done and not everybody else was done. And so I called the, the girl that was leading it over and I was like, hey, is, is this the right answer? And she's like, well, I need to see um, what evidence you are using to support your answer. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? Is is it B or, or is it not B? And she's like, well, technically, 
more of these answers could be correct than just be because it depends on when you go into the text. If you use, uh, what do you, there can be more than one right answer? Well, really, this is not about getting the right answer. Stop right there. What do you mean this is not about getting the right answer? It's always about getting the right answer. And when we look at a word versus the word, the word is always the right answer. We don't have to worry about, well, you know, did God really say this to him? And is he really hearing it correctly and saying it right? The word is here. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. So when you have questions, when you have doubts, when you're not sure, check with the word. Because he experienced what we experience. He lived what we live. He hurt our hurts. He sacrificed. He gave way more than we will ever be able to do or give or probably even comprehend. I want to jump real quick to verse 5 because I think that, that there's something significant uh, there in, in verse 5. It says, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And in some versions, uh, you read the darkness has not understood it. But the third word there, the light shines. If you have uh, older family members who have passed on and they read this verse, when they read this verse, the light was shining. When, when we read this verse today, the light shines. When we read this verse, when, when your children or grandchildren read this verse, it's going to say the same thing. The light shines, has, is, will. Consistent, the light shines. There are two different things in these verses that John says that Jesus brought. At the end of verse 14, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father full of grace and truth. Grace and truth. Verse 17. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. When I think about what we should be known for as followers of the word, I hope that grace and truth are two of those things. Because like Doug referenced a, a few weeks ago when he talked about if you, if you don't forgive others, then we're told we won't be forgiven. As followers of Christ, we should be full of grace. Because I don't know if you have reflected on yourself recently, 
but it turns out we are not perfect. I know that may be a shock to some of us. We're fairly impressed with ourselves. I am definitely guilty of that. Let me throw that out there. Um, but it turns out uh, that we're not perfect. Um, and so we need to be as forgiving with others and as grace-filled with others as we expect God to be with us. It's significant that if we are going to claim to be followers of Jesus, and if we're going to do our best to live that out, that that's one of the big things people see about us. That that's one of the big things people say about us. Second thing is truth. And in 2020, and 2020, let's think of 2020 as the pandemic year. Uh, in 2020 or 2016 or 2012 or any other uh, election year, uh, truth is sadly too often in the eye of the beholder. And um, when I think about uh, us as, as followers of Christ, the one thing we cannot, we cannot sacrifice as our witness. We can't lose that. I have a family member on social media. 50% of the stuff that they post is scripture. And 50% of the stuff they post is the craziest conspiracy theories you will ever read in your life. How is anyone going to have a conversation with that person who's not a believer and have them talk scripture to them? When half the stuff they say is truth, half the stuff they say is the Bible, half the stuff they say is the word of God, and the other half is craziness. I got big, big into the JFK assassination in high school. I know the theories, I know the conspiracy theories, and I know the theories that the conspiracy theories be like, oh, that's too much, dude, that's too much. Truth, guys. If you want to use scripture, if you want to have conversations with people that are not believers, you have to be known for truth. You can't cherry pick. It's important. God gives us the opportunity to shine with him. He doesn't need us. A light shines in the darkness. Doesn't say a light and Jay shines in the darkness, but he allows me that opportunity. He allows us that opportunity. We cannot sacrifice our witness for what's going on today. How many times have you heard 
Pastor Doug or, or any other pastor stand up before you and say, the earth is not our home. We are not here to win earthly battles. Eternity matters. Make it about eternity. Make it about people's hearts, their souls. Be full of grace. Be full of truth. I think for me this week, I was reminded again of, of probably what I remember uh, Pastor Doug's first lesson to me being. So this would have been like uh, 05-ish, maybe, something like that. Um, maybe 04, I don't, I don't know. We, I, I graduated in 2000, went to UCF, came back uh, to Jacksonville. Aaron and I got married, kind of got plugged back in. Uh, so the very first kind of like, aha, big deal, this is serious. Why haven't I heard this before? Where did I miss this at? Why haven't I been paying attention to it? It's authenticity. Be who you are and understand you're not perfect. There's not an expectation that you're perfect. There's an expectation that as a follower of Christ, you are trying through your connection with him to learn a little bit more each day. To become a little bit more like Christ each day. And I did a series probably, I don't know, five, seven years ago now that I, I still reflect on because uh, it was entitled A Roller Coaster Life. And, and I feel like as a follower of Christ, that's what we experience. We experience times where things are going great and we feel like we're on the mountaintop and we're connected and everything is amazing and we're loving people and we're full of grace and we're forgiving people and we're like just completely full with everything. And there are other times where we're like, God, God, are you there? And, and for me personally, it's, it's less about me being confused because God's not responding to me, and it's more me being so focused on myself and, and my decisions and my life and my outcome that I forget that I'm supposed to be interacting with him. And so when I, when I think about the significance of authenticity, and I, and I think about that, that transition, that comparison from a word to the word, there's, there's such a difference. A, a few weeks ago, um, Pastor Doug was speaking on Elijah. And, and he talked about um, after the big victory that Elijah had where, where God sent the fire down and, and completely burn up the, the offering. And Jezebel said, well, we're going to kill Elijah. Elijah didn't say, bring it on. I got some fire for you. Elijah was like, deuces, I'm out. 
and he ran into a cave. And God said, come out, I'm about to come by. And that blows my mind. God went in and told him to come out because he's about to pass by. Again, separate, I'm gonna put that to the side. And a violent wind came, but God wasn't in the wind. And a violent earthquake came and rocks broke and God wasn't in the earthquake. And a fire came and God wasn't in the fire, but God was in the still small whisper that came after the fire. And in my life, what I was reminded of this week is I am allowing too much wind and earthquake and fire into my brain and into my heart. So I don't know what God's speaking to you today. I can tell you he told me to shut up and sit down and be quiet. And so I'm going to practice that because I believe that I have an opportunity to hear and to experience the word through that still small voice. Let's pray. God, we thank you that you never give up, that you never give in, that you continue to call to us, that you continue to offer us opportunities to connect with you. And so I ask for myself, I ask for those here in the building and those uh, joining us online, God, that, that you would make your voice heard, that you would make your desires evident, that as we look around, especially in this season, especially in this year, we don't have to look hard for needs. We don't have to look hard to find people to whom we can show love. Make it clear to us, God, how you'd have us to shine your light to the people around us. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. I hope that um, one thing uh, that we will be able to see uh, when we look back uh, on 2020 uh, is um, correction of our priorities. Um, and Though we have, uh, you know, things like January 1st and, um, you know, maybe the beginning of the school year or, or things like that that kind of give us opportunities to start fresh and to begin again and to start something new, I would encourage you that if you feel like God's speaking to you today, that today is that opportunity as well. 
God is available. God is, is open, willing, and listening to all those who would call his name. And so if, if you're someone who uh, would say, you know, I don't really know where I am in this, this whole Christianity thing. If you're someone who would say, you know, I, I used to believe that. I, I kind of believe that. I, I think I believe that. We would love to have the opportunity to interact with you, whether that's, you know, online, whether that's through email, through text message, set up phone calls, set up meetings if you're someone who wants to do face-to-face and we can still be socially distant. As we, as we move into this season, don't waste the opportunity. Don't close the window. Feel the prompting of the creator of the universe saying, I want you to be my kid. It's an opportunity that you'll never regret. And I would encourage you to follow the leading that he's placed on you. Let's stand and sing. Thank you.
Thank you, Murray Hill. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you here next Sunday.